Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Recording in progress. Recording. It's a funny one, isn't it? This new announcement, this meeting is being recorded. Yeah, but that that noise, uh, that voice, no, 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 doesn't get recorded, does it? I wonder. I I doubt it because it'd be a bit of a buzzkill, wouldn't it? Yeah, would certified freak podcast starting with this is being recorded. Um, first of all, big shout out to everyone who attended Julie's book club on Friday. We had the absolute best crack. Sophie yes. White came along. She's so deadly, Sophie. She was with us for 35 minutes, showed us her new tattoo. And this is yeah, So I have an idea for listener of the week, if you don't yeah. mind. Okay. So Sophie produced her very cute self-pen tattoo. Now I'm calling it a bronchitis, but that's like not the word. What What's that cute dinosaur? Brontosaurus? It's not bronchitis anyway. That's uh, Brontosaurus. Yeah, Brontosaurus. Yeah, yeah. I Triceratops think a... is pretty cute. Oh, okay. This is where we digress. Yeah, I, would that be your would that be your cute dinosaur? Well, Triceratops is kind of cute because it's kind of like a bit of a. Um, it reminds me a little bit of a rhino. Okay. Yeah, like a baby rhino. Yeah, it's kind of like a rhino with pizzazz. Do you not think? No. Yeah, I. With moxie, say, it's a rhino with moxie, is how it describes it. Do you know what? It's not something I've ever given much thought to, but mm. Sophie produced her lovely, adorable Brontosaurus tattoo. And our listener of the week, Vicky, had an equally cute Brontosaurus tattoo, which I just think is so gas. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah, let's just say, just for the crack, Vicky, who, by the way, also had, I mean, this is not how we're deciding Listener of the Week, but I noticed she had some really nice home decor in the background, like some very nice interior design, just a nice couple of bits. Mm-hmm. So she gave me a bit of inspo there as well. Um, but I just thought that was gas, that she had a ma- matching Brontosaurus tattoo with the lovely Sophie White. So she's going to be getting a weird watercolour card because our listener of the week is now getting a special, very special, unique up to 90 card designed by our lovely friends over at Weird Watercolours. So Vicky, do get in touch. Also, Mm -hmm. Sinead, you can run for me, but you can't hide. I've asked you for your address. Come on now, send me your address. I know you said you got a lot of slagging when I said you were listener of the week. But come on now, don't give in to the peer pressure, Sinead. Send me your address. Love you, bye. I don't know what's going on anymore. How are no you? Idea. I'm good. I actually um, saw Sophie the other day. I On Friday, I was driving into work to collect a laptop. So I've been kind of having, uh, I've been on the verge of a Can break. you stop showing off that you have a job? Okay, we get it. You have a job. You've had several jobs. Come on. Too many. I, um, well, I drove in because my laptop was fucked. And um, it was, I think it was the hottest day of the year so far. So that was good. So the breakdown it's been in the making for about a week, but I actually saw Sophie cycling uh, the opposite direction 
on her bike. I don't know. I don't think I need to say it was on a bike. I've already said she was cycling, but she looked fantastic. I can't remember what she was wearing, but it was kind of, there was colors. Anyway, she do, she looked great. Um, I saw her on the bike and I said, oh, hope she hasn't forgotten about the old book club. And then... Imagine if you just careered off the road, like just <laughs> cut her off, like cut her off and said, don't forget about the book club. You bleeding tick. So what's been going on? It was Joe's birthday on Wednesday. Ella had her graduation on Wednesday. She is finished six years. She was awarded student of the year among other Amazing. awards what an achievement she is now finished she is studying um so that is what's going on and ella turned 18 ella turned 18 yeah you finally have a buddy to go drinking with this is fantastic <laughs> yeah i'm right for it um so yeah she's 18 it's all kicking off. I mean, there's a lot of study at the moment. I'm like, do you want to crack a few cans open? And she's like, I'm studying it. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. This is like, come on. Don't be a dry shite. Come on. Come on. Because I was actually given drink by two separate people. I was given drink by Rascal's Brewery. Right. And I've ordered from them before. So I thought it was a mistake because there was no note or no nothing. But they were just like, oh, no, we just thought we'd send them to you. So I was like, grand. Thanks a million. And then I got uh, wine and like bubbly fizz from Day Main Dejan. It's on Instagram. So I've like I'm packed to the rafters here with drink. We can start with a few beers, go on to a bit of like the sparkly bubbles. And she's just not having any of it. I did think I saw I when I saw was looking at the footage from South William Street over the weekend. I did I thought I spotted a familiar green hoodie, a vape, and there was somebody in attendance clutching a less stressed, more success book, and seemed to be mouthing, "Come on, Emma, let's just go home." And you were there with your bottle of bubbly. Nah, nah, nah. That's a mugs game heading. That's for amateurs. Yeah, of course. City centre. Do you know what? You're going to have to drag me away from my loo. Like, even when pubs are open, even when I know a loo is there, I don't know. Can I go back to strange loos? Yeah, I don't know. Well, the thing about loos now is, is you don't have the whole cubicle thing. It's just got to be the one toilet. So when you do use the strange loos, it's it's pretty cool because you've got a whole toilet to yourself. You've got like however many cubicles are there. You've got leg room. You can do a pee in one and you can wipe in the next. And you can like do if you that want. Thing. I mean, not that I've thought about it, just if you want to, like it's no big deal. Have you ever done that? Being honest here, a bit of real talk where... Mm. You go to the loo and the toilet paper is at the other side of the bathroom. So you don't actually pull your pants up. You just go in a waddle over to the other side of the bathroom to pick up your toilet paper and waddle back Sorry, to the loo. Millions of times I've had to, I've done a poo upstairs and I had to waddle downstairs because I know there's toilet roll downstairs. Um yeah, I have a terrible habit in my house. Now, not number two, but if I'm doing a pee. The door will often be ajar because I do have a bit of a thing about locking doors that I don't like. And it really, um, pardon the pun, pisses off my family. But I'm I'm constantly waddling around the gaff. Like I said, now I'm talking like knickers around your knees now. Ah, yeah, the knickers be around the knees, but you pull the, you pull the trousers up. Okay. Like there's a, bit, there's a bit more coverage with... Um, yeah, there's a bit more coverage with that, but yeah, I, I did, I've done a fair bit of that. Good bit of waddling. Will I tell you what? Will I tell the listener our house news? Oh, do please. Well, our patrons yeah. already know. Our patrons know, yeah. So me and my lovely Shane have bought a house. The house that Patreon built. Yeah, I know. It all happened so fast guys I've only been saving for about 18 years um so we bought 
it's currently getting done up, you know, bits and bobs. And the house that we are in at the moment, Shane's family home, is getting sold. So there's a lot of house stuff. There's a lot of that kind of buzz. And I'm happy, but I'm tired as well, because it's actually just reminded me now of how... Uh, much stuff there is to like get rid of and move and everything but anyway we're delighted to have the house it's close by no one has to move it's really close by no one has to move schools no one it's all good so we're delighted sure it's so jammy it's just tick 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 yeah so uh yeah it's a fucking weight off to be honest and um but we'll wait until after Ella does her leaving because she's all the way at the study or whatever. Um, but yeah, well, don't worry, we'll have a big bonfire here in, in the old gaff before we leave. It has to happen. Plus, it's a really handy way to get rid of stuff you don't want. You better believe it. Uh, yeah, better. no, uh, I so am all about news. that bonfire. That is the house news. It's huge news. I mean, in case the listener thinks that I'm being very low energy. Oh, no, it's old news to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's old old news, news. but still good news. Absolutely delighted. Do you think for you and your family and the lovely Shane and Tommy and Joe and Ella and all the rest, will you be sad leaving, do you think? Will Shane be sad? I mean, he must be a little bit sad leaving when it's his family home. I don't think sad's the word. I think like um, he's uh, ready. He's just he's like he's ready to move on because it'll be our home. We can do whatever we want, or not that you can't do whatever we want here. But you know what I mean. It's just like it's yours, and, and it's completely open for you to like put your stamp on it and do whatever you know, do whatever pleases you or whatever. Because oh, uh, sometimes sure, if you because sometimes like if you've known a space for a long time like because I remember actually uh years ago my granny died there was talk of one of the siblings perhaps buying it and then they they didn't in the end and my mom was like oh you know I'm kind of glad that they didn't because it would have ended up turning into a shrine to them you know what I mean like if you take on someone else's house and you know it's kind of it can be hard to like kind of go into those places and go right we're gonna fucking rip this wall down and <laughs> somebody's like but dad loves that wall but you like, see that's going. not that not that it's yeah of course well I mean everything has sentimental value I mean that's the issue with hoarders is that they always mm. they place sentimental value in the most obscure and irrelevant and seemingly unimportant items like that's just how the stuff builds up like you have to be so ruthless when it comes to stuff in a gaff but sure that's why you know obviously we're I presume not under threat of being evicted considering my auntie is our beloved slumlord but at the same time that is the thing that like if I wake up in the middle of the night and want to do an Aiden in the uh, do you remember that sex in the city moment where he's knocking the wall down and carrying oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, if yeah. I want to reenact that with Fred like we can't so really? I have to yeah, look I'm well on my way to becoming a home- homeowner myself not to make it about me but I have my LED lights do you know yeah. I all I need now is the job like I've got all those LED lights I'm ready to rock so no I'm thrilled for you and what I mean because the house I suppose like I know what you mean that it's been great being there it's been lovely obviously has helped you with the saving and all the rest but now ready to move on ready to move on yeah and uh yeah it's like it's a process because obviously were you oh no you were teaching and I was I was freelance and then I was like I have to get a job because the bank just are like mm, this looks a bit suspicious um they don't really like the, the comedy money they take it but they don't really do it in their songs well, yeah I mean much. they're not that impressed when you go in and say so yeah I did the crunch last night good news guys I got a free ice cream I got 15 euro well actually it was 20 because I held about bucket as well so an extra five um so I did the maths on it and if I'm in there once a month that's like 60 quid a year I know but like like even to get a job do you know what it's so funny like even I was thinking about it today 
Isaac, I don't even, and I, and I don't even mean this in, <laughs> I don't even mean it in a negative way. I'm just trying to be like a realist about it, but I'm like, I don't ever know if I'll be able to like not have a day job or have something else going on. Like in terms of like, yes, of course you can make like enough to survive on comedy. But like, you want to go on holidays and stuff. Yeah, but that's it. Like I'm not even talking about crazy stuff. I'm just talking about able to like have a car that's like fucking 10 years old and is like reliable pay the tax and insurance maybe one holiday a year and like that's actually pretty much it and be able to go to the doctor when you're actually sick and go to the dentist I know and I don't know if you can do that on comedy yeah it's well (laughs) it's it is tough I mean I think as well I know we have discussed this before but I genuinely do believe when I'm working during the day, I think in a way it makes me more creative that I use my time better than when I have it. And I suppose you're interacting with more people, you're um, engaging with the world and it kind of feeds into comedy, I think, really well. Yeah, that's true, definitely. But you know, you have more to talk about. You have more material and, and all the rest because yeah, you have more, definitely more life pre- experience. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely feel like a more productive, well... Maybe, but yeah, because I I know I have a certain I have X amount of time to do the bits that I want to do. I suppose you do get kind of you do get um quite disciplined or whatever. But uh, yeah, sure. Look, it's all good. So that's me news, me old news for you, old news for patrons, new news for listener, old news, new news to the non-patrons. Oh, in case I forget, because I might forget. Yes. We're having a Maurice, a, a Maurice as nice. a Maurice gone. No, truly, Maurice on the brain. Love Maurice gone. By the way, do follow her on Instagram if you don't already. She's yes, uh, Mayor of East Town. We're discussing the finale episode Thursday night, tomorrow night at eight pm. Now it's just going to be a half an hour because I need to debrief for people, and none of my friends are actually up to speed on the Mayor of East Town finale. So we're going to be doing that. It's now Patreon exclusive tomorrow night. And also, by a landslide, the choice for Judy's Book Club um, in June is, which is this month, I keep forgetting, American Dirt on the 25th of June. It's a great, well, we'll discuss. It's a great read, but I also had issues with it, but it is a real page turner. So okay. that's going to be the 25th of June. Cool. Come here, do you know what? I found, I okay, two stories I was th- thinking about discussing. I'm going to let you pick. The first relates to Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't know if you saw this one on Twitter. No. JFK's killer. There was a bit about him today. Um, well, JFK's supposed killer. Dun, dun, dun. And the other one was I went down a bit of a rabbit hole when I was supposedly prepping for interviews today and happened upon a 2004 interview um, about Lindsay Lohan. I wouldn't even say with Lindsay Lohan, which just does not date well in terms of how we now look at how young women are treated 20 years ago. Which what one do you think I'm going to Do you think? want to go for? What do you think? I mean, I know you're going to go Lindsay Lohan. So many reasons, yes. Okay, I just thought this was interesting because um, this now was, uh, so I, I happened upon this in the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness is the um, tagline there at the Washington Post, which I think has to be the most American tagline ever for a newspaper. Democracy dies in darkness. It's quite... I mean, it's is it a bit dramatic? Is that just me? Am I getting cynical in my own age, old age? Does it even does it read the sentence again? Does it even mean anything? Democracy dies in darkness. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of symbolism happening there. A lot of yeah. symbolism. So this is an article by Jessica Goldstein. And of course, what's interesting now is, particularly in the last few weeks, people are kind of talking about, uh, you know, looking back on the likes of Nicole Ritchie, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, 
all those Ernie Naughty stars and yeah. of course Kim Kardashian and yeah. looking at how they were treated by the media and this kind of raunch culture you know the mm. way like this raunch culture was just so negative so misogynistic and but also actually in this article I suppose it's interesting because they're obviously acknowledging that but then this writer does say at some point she's like yeah but maybe some of the girls were having the crack at the same time you know to be careful not to totally disempower women which I thought was an interesting angle as well but listen to this for like just totally gross so in this article Jessica Goldstein um talks about how on the 2nd of July and this really reminded me of um the Charlotte Church do you remember when she was turning 16 and there was the countdown in the newspaper yeah for when she turned 16 and then they nominated her for rear of the year so there was a similar obsession with Lindsay Lohan Probably more so, of course, stateside because she was an American star. So on the 2nd of July 2004, Lindsay Lohan turned 18. It was a date obsessed over by men who were much older than 18, who flocked in early internet forums and shock shock radio shows to talk about how they couldn't wait until it would be legal to do what they were obviously already doing, which was fantasizing about having sex with a teenager who first found fame as a child in Disney's remake of... Parent trap. Parent trap. So less than a week after her birthday, Rolling Stone. Now, this is just, this is crazy how badly this dates. So Rolling Stone contributing editor Mark Benelli met the Mean Girls star to profile her for the cover of the magazine's hot list issue. Did you ever make the list of tech in the Grail Thought? Did I ever make the what? The list of Tet. Do you remember you did a Gwaith of course and there was always a list of Tet which was like the hot list. <sighs> this is the first I'm hearing of it so far. Well, obviously I think not. obviously not. So, well, look, we were, look, we were ginge. Like it was, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, I didn't think I, no, I didn't, I didn't smooch anyone in the Gwaith Did you not? No, I was obsessed with this fella from uh Limerick like obsessed with them and it was the general thing of oh she's very funny but like you know she looks like raw chicken no ta um Jesus maybe I was horrific looking I was actually no, you were not because I saw a photo of you at um Ella's christening because like you just happened to be there you were like look I know I was 18, 18 there's a big difference Gorge. between 18 and 15 though yeah because you can grow into your looks I look I was a complete rush He's when I was 15 <laughs> actually somebody sent me a photo of me when I was on a school trip in Perger and I'm gonna throw it up on the Patreon it's terrifying it's so bad. So I was not making any list to tech. Anyway, look, Never Lindsay Lohan was on the list to tech, right? Okay, she she was a redheaded anomaly in that way. So the rest was were saying, look, mm. if I wasn't cursed with these ginger knocks, of course I'd be on the list to tech. And then Lindsay Lohan came along, and it turned out no, like I was just a rot. Like yeah, <laughs> it was nothing to do with the follicles. So anyway, this is just so gross. So Benelli, who, like, you know, pretty high up in Rolling Stone, which is a pretty popular magazine at the mm. time. His article begins with Lohan's assurance, shudder, that her breasts are real. So she's 18 years of age. He writes... Oh, that, I yeah. don't know if I'm actually... I don't actually know why I said this. I don't know if I'm yeah, actually going to be physically able for this. I've only just finished my period, so this might just be too much. When am I going to get my period? I just don't know when it's going to come. I asked Fred. Now, I'm not not preggo. Preggo. No, because I actually did check. Definitely not preggo. Like, to be honest, I think it was, you know, if, like I said, I check a rock and a hogla, as they say down here. But, like, no, I wasn't particularly worried about it. I was like, Fred went my period. He said he didn't know. So, like, look, I need to get an app because Fred does not oh know. My God. Fred doesn't know when my period's coming, neither do I. Do you know what? Do you know what's going to happen now? This is going to be like a sitcom. You're going to be in the bathroom, right? You do the pregnancy test. It's positive. And there's that moment of you don't know how to feel about it. Phone starts ringing. You answer the phone. Hello, Judy. Yes, we'd like to offer you the job. And that's roll credits. What? What's she going to do? Is she going to accept the job? 
Well, I do an Evita on it. I take the job and just wear loads of coats. <laughs> I did the summer. Don't cry for me. Gina, would you not take, would you not take off the duffel coat? It's 28 degrees today. How to stay no, in here? No, I'm a bit chilly. No, thank you. In a here in Argentina, in the Argentinian summer. Bringing in your hot water bottle. Actually, I know somebody. Frozen in here. I know somebody who did something similar to that during the summer. Uh, because their job is, was, um, I don't want to name, I'm not going to, I was name naming shame, this pregnant woman, but it was years ago. But her job was like a physical job. And uh, during the height of the summer, and she just kept wearing like all these really heavy clothes. And I, to- I thought nothing of it. And then I was like, oh, where's, um, where's chair? Where's chair? Is she not in today? And I'm like, chair. Cher had a baby. Cher had a baby. And she just totally hid the whole thing the whole time because she wanted to keep working. Wow. I mean, sorry, if we needed even more confirmation that capitalism is a fecking hoax, that is it. Thank you, feminism. Here we are working away, like our water's breaking at the photocopier, but we're like, look, I only have 20 more sheets to go. I'm not going to say anything. I'll just get back to a few emails. And then if nobody minds, I might pop up on on my lunch break to have it, but I'll make up the time on the Saturday. Like the whole thing is ridiculous. Oh, the whole thing's fucked. Anyway. It's completely fucked. Keeping that energy going. Go on, Lindsay's real Uh, boots. So, Benelli. Who the fuck's Benelli anyway? Who's he? Okay, well, this is when Italy switches off because I presume it's just he's Italian American. Oh, okay. okay so, like, okay. let's not, yeah. So, but Annie writes that he discerned, i.e., that her breasts were real through Shutter, quote, reporting that consisted of, quote, discreet visual fact checking. And now this is like treble Shutter and, quote, a goodbye hug. This girl is 18 years of age. Let's just remind ourselves that. In the life of any girl who begins their career under Mickey Mouse ears, he writes, there comes a point at which she is appealing to adults as as appealing to adults as she is to children. And that for Lohan, quote, or more accurately for Lindsay Lohan's breasts, that moment had arrived. It became, quote, socially acceptable to note, I, I can't believe this actually made it to print in 2004, to note that the red-headed child actress was hot. In 2021, these sentences are objectively disgusting, which I think probably, let's face it, understatement of the century. But they fit right in with the media at that moment, as Benelli remembered via email to the Washington Post, so this writer contacted him about this Rolling Stone article. He said that news coverage alone in the months leading up to it had fixated on the teenager's breast to such a crazy degree that she was the one who brought the topic up, wholly unprompted during our interview. And then obviously goes on to say, um, so he goes on to say uh, that uh, it was a horrible time for young women in popular culture, Benelli said. And though he's sure his Logan story received zero pushback from his editors or readers at the time and seemed funny and edgy to me at the time, he said, was a direct quote. He no longer finds it so. Wow. What an amazing guy. He's gone on this moral journey. Reading the story today makes me cringe and I deeply regret writing it and any other ways in which I participated in the rampant misogyny of the media landscape of the time. So you're like, okay, I mean, we could say a semblance of contrition there, but then he goes on to say this. However, much I told, much as I told myself I was making some kind of meta commentary on the sexist culture of the day, dry gag, sorry, I'm just dry gagging over here. I was very clearly also perpetuating it. Uh, but just, it's it's an insane, it's just an insane article to think that that was published in 2004. Of course, uh, as well, was it Rolling Stone? I just want to cross-check that because uh, we're all about the cross-references here. Of in course. the Britney Spears documentary, oh, Details was the magazine. Do you remember the picture of 
and Justin Timberlake, they featured it in the Britney doc. Yeah, yeah. And with Justin on, on the front, um, professional prick that he is. And for all that sissy mu- music, hey, at least he got into Britney's pants. And actually on the top, which I only just noticed now, on the top of that magazine article, it says, uh, forget feminism while your wife should take your name. Less than 20 years ago, guys. Good Lord. Joe, is just you reading reading that out there and your man said as if he was trying to, he felt like he was doing his bit, but looking back and it was a bit misogynistic. (sighs) It was fucking misogynistic. But at the same time, if I look back at myself then, I'm sure if I'd seen it, it's like, I know that's not what the article was, but I'm sure if I saw an article um back in the day and if it was like are Lindsay Lohan's boobs real or fake let's find out I'd fucking would totally read that article so obviously like I was just a fucking youngster but sometimes I wonder would I have noticed because it was so like rampant and ingrained in society and it still is but it's obviously just diluted over time thankfully but you know needs to a lot more if I had been a woman in my thirties at the time, would I be? Would I have been aware of it, or would I just be have been conditioned and have grown up with that? Because you kind of go, you kind of have this thing where you go, "Oh Jesus, really shit!" But then you go, "Well, you look to your like your mom's or generation, or like say, you know, a few years before her, where you had to give up your job once you got married, and you know all this kind of stuff." So then you go, "Oh yeah, no things aren't things aren't too bad." So it's hard. It's hard to know that if you had been an adult back in the day, would you have been more aware of it? But as you were reading that as well, I remembered something the other day, right? Now this, I thought this was very interesting. I've given up, not given up, not, it's, come on, it's not like the gambling. I had to give that up. I haven't given up, but I haven't uh, really been using handbags recently and I've just been using like um this backpack because a lot of time I'm out walking I'll end up having to go to the shop actually I was just out today and I said oh a message from Shane and the message read I just this is like this is basically the whole these are all of our messages hi Tommy it says can you get Jack's roll as well as bread thank you very much they're the kind of messages hi Tommy do you want to say hi to Judy you have to you have to say hello so she can hear you on the podcast. Hello there, Tommy. Is there any news for Judy? Are we going to go down and visit Judy and Fred and Ted during the summer in Kerry? Would you like that? Oh, come on, Tommy. We've got a beach beside us. So you can go swimming. Would you like this? That'd be good. Wouldn't it? Well, Why that'd be you... so much fun. Why have you Nutella all over your hand? Nutella? Oh, I thought that was fake tan. <laughs> Did you want to ask me something? Yeah. What did you want to ask? Okay, what you were telling me? Yeah. I accidentally turned on what's it called again? The, the microwave. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. I'll turn that off in a minute. All right, will you close the door for me? Yeah. Thanks, Mel. Night night, Pooch. Do you know what? Tommy is becoming the new Fred Cook, isn't he? On this show. Constant. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. I, I was actually getting something. So the other You're day, a handbag. you've got a backpack. Shane texted you. You needed loo paper. That's yeah. where we were at. Oh yeah. So I just said I always end up when I'm going out to collect the boys or whatever. I'll just bring a bag with me because a lot of time I'll go to the shop and you know you can throw all the crap in there and it's all good. So I was out the other day. It was quite a summery day and I had the backpack on and I was wearing summery clothes and. At first, I thought it was my imagination, but I was like, no, I was, and I wasn't like looking like dolled up or anything. I was just like in summer clothes with the backpack on. I was turning heads, male heads, left, right, and center. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, you know, I actually checked to see like, is, are my knickers hanging out or is something like, is something going on? I was like, this is crazy. I haven't got, I don't, I have, I don't remember experiencing this to the, the level that it was at since I was 16. And then I said, oh my God, you know what it is? They're seeing me from behind and they see the backpack and they think no, I'm a teenager. Emma. 
that's what was happening. Because you can imagine, you can imagine from behind, I'm like, you know, I'm five foot two, I've got a backpack on. They thought I was a teenager. And then they're swooping, they're craning their necks to turn around, they're getting this fucking shock scene. <laughs> <laughs> you're a teenager with lived a hard life. Who's <laughs> a teenager who's fucking up eighty a day? Carol's habit, but that's what was happening. Because honestly, oh, I was like, I you know, like, no, it's different when like you're in you're in town or like you're in a nightclub and you're in that environment. But I don't, I don't remember like those kind of like mad glances during the day, just like normal daytime, twelve o'clock since I was a young teen and I say like, that's what's going on there and oh. I nearly puked that is just but you I have no have, words I have no you words you wouldn't have known when you were at that age that they were a, a, a big element of why they were looking at you was because they knew you were young but yes. I was like that's a shocker. you didn't you didn't well you see you didn't appreciate that until they stopped looking at you in that way and then you're like, oh, actually, sorry. It wasn't because I was this Raphaelite. Uh, is that a word, Raphaelite? Pre-Raphaelite Sounds beauty. Uh, it wasn't because I was pre-Raphaelite beauty. It was because I was young and they were creeps. Mm. But, that, but imagine but that, the shocker. Imagine I mean, it the just, shocker it's for very... the lad on the bike who nearly Hello. fucking killed himself oh. to get a look. Hey, oh, you love. Hey, how are you? Do you you got a light here. You got a light. I'm starting a bonfire here. (laughs) Me daughter is like, she's a joy show. She's not drinking with me. Come on, I got all this stuff from Rascal's Bury. I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you a drink. What you want? Anyway, I don't know why you were doing this in a dub accent. That's terrible. Just just perpetuating discrimination. One accent at a time. I was listening to Amy De Bruyne's podcast today. I'm going through all these podcasts, Love and Life, okay? And she had an actress on. Somebody really does have the mortgage secured because every time I speak to you, you're listening to another podcast to work. I'm here typing, listen to the pod, right? And um, I mean, in fairness, I am getting up at about fucking six, like yourself, but I don't have a little baby, so it's fine. I can ignore my children, it's perfectly fine. But anyway, she had this actress on, and she was talking about like a few years ago, she would have happily uh, auditioned and accepted the role and whatever for a working class character. And she's not working class. And she's like, now I know how fucking wrong that is. That there's this thing, even mm-hmm. your man Ty Kiki did a video on it recently. Like this, there's this uh, thing that constantly happens of like middle-class people playing working class characters. And these mid are these working sure, it's class just, stories it, written by middle-class people. And in fairness, do you know what? Um, don't get me wrong and we've talked about it on the podcast before like um, Roddy Doyle and the snapper and the van and all that but th- there is that element of looking back to it and kind of going well who, you know they are don't get me wrong they are great movies they are great stories but at the same time you're like whose who's stories are these like not that you can't you can't write a story about it you know it's it's fucking fiction, you know. He's not writing his autobiography over and over again. But at the same time, it does it does kind of make you wonder, like it doesn't, yeah. Do you know it doesn't I mean? want to feel like. Well, I know it. You don't want it to feel like appropriation either. Yeah. Or I know we said that in relation to Nadia Ford's um, Italian chipper sitcom, which mm. I, I was only just thinking about that today and how deadly that's going to be. But we were saying at the time that it's really good that somebody like Nadia is doing it, who comes from that background, because I think you need that authentic voice. Like, ultimately, I don't know. It's It really can easily descend into a parody if you don't have that authentic voice. It's um, a hard one. Like, yeah, I, and it's one wanna... thing actually in relation to... Oh no, go on. I told you to speak. Say something no, I was just going to say in relation to this month's, in this month's 
book club for American Dirt, it was one of the controversies relating to the book. Janine Cummins, the writer, obviously yeah. the book is about, um, it's about Mexican immigrants basically fleeing uh, fleeing Mexico um, for her, I mean, obviously having experienced horrendous things and literally fleeing for their mm-hmm. lives and how difficult that journey is and how more difficult it has been made for immigrants these last few years. Hopefully that might change now with Biden, but sure, we'll see. Hopefully it will be some improvement for these poor people. But a lot of people criticized the book because she got, I think it was like a million dollar advance. I think it was that magic number. It was definitely a million, but it actually could have even been more. She okay. got this insanely huge advance. She had spent years researching the book and traveling to Mexico and all the rest. I think seven or eight years, because I did a bit of a Google on her after the fact. But a lot of people were saying, why not give that million dollar advance to one of the many talented Mexican writers who could talk about this issue in a really authentic way so even though Janine Cummins it's not to take from her she um, is not of Mexican descent so it's I mean you could say it's not her story to tell the flip side is as you say that's fiction like can you not just you know it's like when I used to be an English teacher telling the kids listen you can set the story wherever you want to set it and you have that creative freedom it's a tricky one it is hard because I suppose you like you know to write a story about a dressmaker you don't have to have lived as a fucking dressmaker or whatever but I suppose when it comes to when it comes down to like culture and Identity. society and you know socioeconomic and all that kind of stuff it gets it's it's a little trickier well, it can feel like cultural tourism. I mean, that's why the Graham Norton's show every week is essentially just, I know we said it a few weeks ago, very posh people, like, you know, taking on these working class roles and everyone's saying, oh my God, isn't she amazing at pretending to be poor? Like, it's just, mm. that is every week on the Graham Norton show. As much as we love him and we live for him, that is kind of what it is. Do you know, yeah, I actually do really like him. He's one of the people that I have consistently liked forever who but how could you who have you ever met who said you know who I can stand Graham Norton I mean it just doesn't happen what's not like he's just that perfect balance of charisma and cynicism do you know what I mean like he's charming but he's also kind of taken he's charming enough to take the piss out of them and they laugh along and it's all good crack I think the jollies I think if I saw him in town now at a sesh, I'd just go, how are you, Graham? Great well, stuff. You, well, and i keep walking. I wouldn't, well, I, w- I wouldn't feel like, uh, I wouldn't want to intrude on him on his day or whatever. No, Do you know what I mean? you wouldn't. Um, Come here. Did you see the video going around of the lads getting in the nip? No. Oh my god! Didn't come my way. I think nobody in my life would say that's (laughs) something Julie wants to see. That's just. Do you know who'd love to see that now, Julie? (laughs) There was lads. (laughs) There was lads. Two lads dancing in the nip, right? And everyone was filming them. So from the angle I saw, I could see at least another seven people filming so god knows how many people filmed it on the day but the thing that shocked me the most was well not the most but one of the males in question was in fact ginger oh well i'm delighted to hear he was comfortable getting his willy out i know so i mean i think uh, yeah i mean it's totally inappropriate it's illegal um, but at the same time, it's nice to see a ginger again out there. Oh, and now when we're talking ginger, like kind of an Auburn, or like we, are no, we talking we phantom are, pubes? We are talking. Well, there wasn't actually much pube. I had to stop looking at it to be honest. But I think we were talking. I would say now I didn't really look at it, but I'd say a strawberry blonde. Oh, four. That's what I would say, personally, mm. just a rough guess. And um, the eyelashes, I'd say, would have been like kind of on the blonder end of the strawberry blonde spectrum. And he was just there whip, whipping it out. What he had, 
he was just he was doing his he was doing his best for what he had basically and him and his mate you know yourself when you're out drinking on town in the streets and it's broad daylight and it's about two o'clock in the afternoon you know the do just turn to your mate and say do you know what would actually lighten this up a bit now if we just climbed up there and got in the nip and just started dancing for everybody yeah. like great great shout well you see you know and when like- everyone gets the cameras out like because everyone obviously has video capability video capturing capabilities in their hands when they start filming us we'll start giving it more and when they're cheering us it's because they're loving it and they think that we're great. It's not that they think we've lost our minds. Do you know? I think, well, look, let's face it. It is a particularly male phenomenon, isn't it really? <laughs> you know, if I said to you, you know what, Emma, let's just take our pants off and waddle over there. And you'd be like, will we pull the knickers up? No, no, we're not pulling our knickers up. Sorry, I don't think, you don't like get as if what we're, we're going doing to the We'd have to do it like we're going for the toilet roll. Do you know what would be an interesting social experiment? And I think we'll wrap it up with this beautiful visual image. If we each put on backpacks, take our pants off, and then waddle down South William Street, just to see who clocks us, those sick, sick perverts. (laughs) Oh, looking at the backpack, were you? Okay, Julie, I did have my haul out. Is that what you want me to say? I, yeah, I wanted I to know, what were you wearing, Emma? <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm actually, I'm going out there to Fred. I'm like, Emma is just walking around those streets. I don't know what she is on. All these poor men. She's giving out about them on the pod. And all they're doing is looking at her. <laughs> she's completely lost the run of herself. She's got her, she's got her knickers down. She's got her bum out. And she's I wouldn't like out. you probably had I'm trying to think what's something teenagers are into these days. What's a band? What's a band teenagers like? I don't know, like the equivalent of it was like an Ariana Grande backpack. Well, I had my Ariana. <laughs> I had my I was going to collect. Thank you. Next. I was going to collect Tommy from school. And uh, I was at a bit of a low ebb and I said, you know what? I'm going to whack my Ariana wig on. That's what I, I just had the wig on at the backpack. That was it. I think the, I think you could totally pull off an Ariana wig. Actually, do you know one thing I did when I was down the Lindsay Lohan rabbit hole today? And I think we all have a bit of grab for Lindsay. But just speaking of Ariana Grande there, do you remember she did the thank you next video and there was a spoof of Jingle Bell Rock and yeah. somebody asked Lindsay Lohan, oh, why didn't they get in touch with you? Which is so cruel. Like who asked that question? Jesus. Um, probably from the Benelli School of Journalism. But anyway, so they were like, oh, you know, whatever, brought up the fact that she wasn't asked to be in the spoof video. And poor Lindsay was like, well, I live in Dubai now. So, like, it's not that easy to fly out to Dubai. And you're like, oh, poor Lindsay. Poor Lindsay. But you know what? I, I think she's the type that will still be knocking around in 20, 30, 40 but years. She's, well, you know, she's, she's been cast in a Netflix film at Christmas. I know she's been in a few clangers of late, haven't we all? Do you know what we're going to do? Mm. But I think Lindsay is someone that if she got the right role, I just want her to play. Now, it's like a Christmas. I think it's like a rom-com or something. But yeah. I just want her to get a really good dramatic yes. role and to come back with a bang because she is a really talented actress. I could honestly imagine her. She's totally the type that will turn around and like win an Oscar when she's yes. 45. And But what I don't understand is, and I don't know, like maybe, don't get me wrong, because I know she did want to take a step back uh, from everything. And that's why she moved to Dubai, because obviously they're really stringent anti-paparazzi laws and all that. Mm. Um, So it's sad, really, because she essentially moved to Dubai in exile, basically. But I maybe producers and directors are hounding her. But I if I was a producer or director, I would completely... I would completely take a chance on Lindsay Lohan because you know what? I think there is a lot of goodwill there for her that people actually do want to see her do yeah, well. And like sorry. the likes of you and I, the yeah. likes of you and I would be all over that. Yeah, but Julie, 
sorry now let's just back it up a minute if you were a producer or director with the budget and the capabilities to cast someone like Lindsay Lohan I'm sorry but you're not going to fucking throw me apart well yeah if that wasn't a fucking dig I don't know what is Petite redhead. Questionable life choices. Pants down. Do you know what? Do you know who I'm thinking of, Lindsay Lohan? Really? Nobody closer to home? No, it's just, it's very very specific, isn't it? Character role. She does a very good Raffarna accent, Lindsay, I heard. (laughs) Oh, poor old, the polyglot. I, I just wish she wouldn't try to frame herself as a polyglot. That's the only time that I'm like, Lindsay, I love you. What's going on? What's a polyglot? I don't know. You know that she has all the languages. Oh, come on. Who are you cutting? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, look, it's, been it's been real. I've been Shady yeah. J. Yeah, and come here, send me a couple of um audios tomorrow. Of course, absolutely. Love you, babes. Love you. God bless patrons and listener. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.